So, as Peter said, we're back in our journey through Ephesians this morning. We're up to chapter three, if you want to grab a Bible. And I'm speaking about the power of God's love to transform us. There's a place of us being settled in God's love for us and in our confidence that what he's doing in our lives comes from love. Because when we know how loved we are, that changes everything. It's the foundation of our settled um, relationship with God. It's how we carry his love into the world around us to radically impact it. And it's how we stand when life is tough. So it truly is how we sit, how we walk, how we stand. And it's the essence of Paul's letter. What God is doing through our lives is all about transformation. And it all comes from love. And I guess if we wanted to find an example of a life transformed by the love of God, we couldn't do better than to look at Paul himself. If you remember, when we first meet him, he is breathing out murderous threats against Christians. He's ripping families apart by throwing men and women into prison. He's a radical religious hardliner. And now here he is three decades later, and he's writing this letter as a prisoner himself for the gospel. Paul has turned from judgment and violence to humility and compassion. And here he's welcoming Gentiles as part of God's family. Paul is totally transformed both in his theology and in his character. I guess you could say that Paul met with truth on the road to Damascus and truth set him free. But truth on its own can't transform a heart in the way Paul has been transformed. Only love can do that. And it's not just Paul has been transformed. He's been reminding the Ephesian believers of what's happened to them. He says, remember what you were as Gentiles. None of the promises of God applied to you. But because of what Jesus has done for you, you have been brought right into God's family. And that's our position too. So even before we start looking at how God changes us once we become his, let's just remember that amazing transformation of our adoption from darkness to light, from being without hope and without God in the world, right into the heart of his family. Sometimes I feel it's become so familiar that I forget to stop and wonder. This great loving, generous, holy, all-powerful, all-seeing being is our father because he's chosen to be so. So Paul describes how Jews and Gentiles, all of us as one, are being built together into a holy temple to be a dwelling where God lives by his spirit. And he says that's why he's on his knees praying for them. So let's read the passage together. Ephesians chapter 3, starting from verse 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and established in love, may be fully able, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowing, that you may be filled to all the fullness of God. 
Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So let's just take a, a closer look at, from verse 16. So Paul is asking that God will do something inside of the believers through his spirit, giving them power to grasp um, the love of Christ in all its vast dimensions. He wants Holy Spirit to do powerful foundational work to get them rooted and grounded in the love of God. Rooted like a plant lodged in good soil and grounded or established, it's the same word as having foundations, like the house that's built on a rock that stands firm in a storm. I guess plants can't plant themselves any more than buildings can dig their own foundations. So that's God's work. And Paul's prayer shows that we can ask for more of it for ourselves and for each other so that we will have power to grasp the vast dimensions of the love of Christ. And that's our part to grasp the huge love of Jesus, to grab hold of it. So his love becomes the bedrock of our lives. So that even in the hard times when everything around us screams that, that God has gone away, that we're on our own, that we must have done something wrong, you know, those times, even in those times, we stand firm in the abiding knowledge that we are held by the God of love. I've got a picture to show you. I wonder if you know what this is. It's a little boat called the Maid of the Mist that takes tourists to Niagara Falls. I went there about 30 years ago during a time when I was a complete mess emotionally. But as we came close to that vast torrent of water with a rainbow, which is always a sign for me of God's love and faithfulness, that uh, the rainbow went with us all the way to the falls and all the way back again on a day when there shouldn't have been any rainbows. The whole thing became just a, 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 an encounter, an overwhelming encounter for me of the vast, inexhaustible, powerful love of God for me. And I came home from Canada with my heart healed. So I wasn't that surprised when I heard this next story. The friends who took me there were very close to a pastor from East London called Johnny Barr that some of you may have, have, have met or heard about. Well, Johnny and his family experienced a terrible tragedy that took the life of their young son in a road accident. After the inquest, Johnny went to see the driver who cried when he heard Johnny say that he forgave him. But Johnny himself spoke of how every day he still carried deep pain in his heart. Well, the night before he visited Niagara with my friends, he heard God say to him, Johnny, tomorrow I'm going to show you the power of my love. And as the maid of the mist drew close to the thunder of the falls, Johnny heard God speak again. This is just a fraction, just a glimpse of the power of my love pouring over you. Well, that night, Johnny realised that he'd been set completely free from the pain he'd been carrying. And it was the anniversary of his son's death. That is the love of the father for his children. He's always been the comforter. And it's not selfish to want to experience the love of God when we need it. He's made us to receive love from him. 
Paul knew the God of all comfort, who comforts us so that we can comfort others. And I know that if we collected all our stories together this morning, we would hear over and over of transformational love through financial rescues, restored relationships, healed bodies, healed minds, healed emotions. Jesus doesn't change. He has always been in the business of transforming lives and his direction of travel is always towards need. And we get the wonderful privilege of our own understanding of his love growing as we share each other's stories and pray for one another. I'm afraid none of us are going to Niagara anytime soon, but allowing another person to pray for you is going to up a whole new vista of God's love for them as well as for you. And that's why we feel so privileged in the Transforming Prayer team. We watch as God speaks into other people's lives, meeting them right at the point of need and telling them truths about his love for them. <laughs> that's why we call it Transforming Prayer. You know, there's nothing distant or quiet or passive or controlled about the love of God. It's a torrent of love that comes seeking us wherever we are, whatever state we're in. It's a relentless pursuing love. And as our understanding and our grasp of his passion grows, we realize there's so much more. We can never reach the end of it. Jesus truly is the good shepherd, willing to go any distance, any depth, first to rescue, then to restore. So however you want to think about those dimensions that Paul speaks of, this love is wide enough to include everyone, long enough to last a lifetime so high you can't get over it sorry couldn't resist that so deep that you can dive into it and never reach the bottom there are several greek words for love but the word used for god's love is agape which someone described as love that is willing to sacrifice itself love that lays itself down for the beloved this is the love that paul knew that found him where he was and changed him from the inside out this is the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul has really grasped the love of Christ, even here as a prisoner. And just because circumstances look bad and life is messy, it does not mean that God has left us or has stopped loving us. Paul has lost everything that's been his life for years. He's lost his freedom. His life is under threat. <laughs> I imagine Paul in a transforming prayer session. Paul, ask God, what does he want to say to you about your life right now? And God says, Paul, my dearly loved son, don't worry about your lack of freedom right now. I have you just where I need you to be. Paul, the fruit from this part of your life will be even greater than the fruit from your traveling ministry. The letters you are writing today will go to the ends of the earth, to countries that don't even exist yet. People will be inspired and changed by them for thousands of years until I come again. You know, it, it's never easy to be in the refiner's fire of trials and difficulties, but we have his rock solid promise through Paul himself that nothing can separate us from God and that he will work through everything for good for us. We are held in love as the God of love transforms us like silver in the refiner's fire, even when we feel like a bit of metal that's screaming, I'm silverware, get me out of here. 
God's transforming love has purposes for us and through us. Because it doesn't stop with us, does it? We're not the whole story, even when we think we are. That relentless pursuing love is always searching for the lost ones, for the sons and daughters who have no idea that they are even lost, let alone where to find home. And the one who found us transforms us so that we become like him. We love like him with self-giving agape love that is willing to lay itself down so others can know him. Someone once heard an old saint pray, God, I pray that you would help us to crawl on our bare hands and knees across a field of broken glass. If on the other side of that field, there is a single soul that might be saved for you. That's agape love. And I am so far from being at that place. And, and I get discouraged when I look at my progress or lack of it, even after all these years. But this prayer of Paul's is inspiring me. Paul sees the Father's plan, this strengthening in love, this understanding of how great Christ's love is, has an outcome that we, being rooted and grounded in love, knowing this love that surpasses knowing, may be filled to all the fullness of God. The outcome is fullness, that we, as the temple of dwelling place of God, become filled with the glory cloud of his presence. Maybe that's why Paul is on his knees. Maybe like Solomon and Ezekiel, he's seeing God's temple being filled with the cloud. This has always been the Father's plan, and it's the cry from the throne at the end of time. Look, the dwelling place of God is now with his people. And isn't that just what we want, that we carry our little cups as close as we can to the Niagara of everything that God is, that we get so full that we overflow onto everyone around us, that Stortford and all the places where we live become transformed as the love of God splashes out over them that whole nations are transformed as the name of Jesus becomes known to the ends of the earth. So really briefly, what can we do as a result of this passage? Well, let's ask the Father, just as Paul does, to strengthen us by his spirit to know his love. And let's believe that the Father will do it because it's his plan and because he will do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Let's choose to trust in that love when circumstances question it. And maybe above all, let's dare to live it out at every opportunity, meeting everyone at every new day as a fresh opportunity to share God's love. And if there's anything we can do to help you get to know the love of Christ, or if in any way you need some prayer right now, do get in touch at hello at ccbs.org.uk. Can I pray for us all? Father, would you help us all, all of us, to know, really know your love. May we become so settled in your love for us that we stand firm through every storm. And Lord, would you grow in us your passion for the lost. May that same love burn in us for the unreached, the untaught, the unloved, the unlovely. And as you transform us, may your love reach the ends of the world through those that we touch. 
Amen.